The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, we're back. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories from world-changing marketers. Uh, I'm super excited to have a great guest on today. We already got along before the show, so this is going to be a fire episode. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. Joining us is Gloria Chow, who's the PR coach at Gloria Chow PR, which is an award-winning PR coach to 10K entrepreneurs worldwide, especially BIPOC and women of color who want to go from unknown to seen without paying for ads or agencies. Proprietary CPR pitching framework has helped bootstrapping founders from early, nearly every industry gain combined over 1 billion organic views without any PR experience. All right. So, so far, Gloria and I talked a lot about this bro culture of marketing that just needs to go. And we had a ton of examples. It was freaking awesome. And we had a different topic last time. We were like, screw this. Now let's, let's change it. So we, we on the fly, like we normally do, just change the topics to something a little more fun and really something that's real. Uh, but today we want to talk about how, how small business land on major, major media outlets like Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, etc. I'm a big fan of PR. I know what it can do for brands and uh Reputation is everything in this world. So let's bring Gloria Chow back. She's the PR coach at Gloria Chow PR LLC. All right, what's going on? We have you back. Let's get into it. I mean, how do people freaking get major segments on Wall Street Journal? I mean, everybody's like, how do I get on this? How do I get on that? And I'm like, you need good PR people. Um, But it sounds like you have a different take on things. Help us through maybe your process and what you're doing for entrepreneurs to get them this kind of publicity. So I've never worked a day in a PR and marketing agency. I actually used to be a US diplomat. So I studied politics. And I always wanted to work in PR because I love connecting people. I love to see people win. But PR agencies want very cookie cutter experience. So they didn't want to hire me. So I said, okay, F that. I'm going to start picking up the phone and literally dialing the operator at New York Times, at Wall Street Journal, at CNBC. And from just literally cold calling and cold pitching and just throwing spaghetti on the wall, I found that the there was a pattern in a pitch that gets people get that gets a notice, right? And as founders, we know our marketing and sales pitch so well, right? But here's the thing. If you want to get featured and get onto a top outlet, that's credible, which means you can't just pay them, right? New York Times, for example, you have to turn your marketing pitch into a newsworthy pitch because you're not selling to the journalist. The journalist is never going to buy your stuff, right? So the more you talk to them like they're your customer, the more they're going to be turned off and say, hey, I'm going to give you the number for our ads department. They would be happy to take your money. Uh Uh-uh, we don't want to do that. (laughs) So what do we do? We have to turn our sales message, which you know so well, anyone that's listening, into a PR angle. So how do we find that angle, right? It's about... Think think about these questions when you're coming up with your angle. What are the changes in your industry? 
I don't care what industry you're in with AI and ChatGPT and COVID. We have 10 years of change in one year. I really think we, everything's changing about everything that we do. Can you give a prediction? A lot of times I see people on TV. It's not like they know more than you. It's just they had a point of view and then they put it in a pitch and sent it out. So what kind of prediction can you give about what's going to happen to your industry? Maybe it's about ads tracking or cookies or AI or ChatGPT. Like just give some simple predictions. Another thing is what season are we in? So if it's beginning of the year, right? It could be new year, new you. It could be establishing routines. A great angle is end of year in Q4. So we're talking about a recap of labor markets, shopping, spending, what we learned this year, things like that. If it's something around the holidays, there's all these angles around that as well. There's Earth Day, there's Mental Health Day. So so many different relevant angles. Just think about that. The whole point of what I'm trying to say is you want to lead with the insight or the issue or the topic and not so much with your business. Right. And so this is kind of what we need to do as founders. And how do you position people as experts in that field to, or how do they, because you're empowering people to do that, how are they able to position themselves as experts? I mean, making a prediction, whether you're on CNBC or name that media outlet, like, how do you do that from scratch? Like, I'm an entrepreneur. I certainly have a point of view. I certainly know my industry. I want to be on, I'd love to be on CNBC and, and say that point of view. Like, how would I do that? Well, I think the first thing is, Traditional PR makes you think that you need to rely on their contacts and their you know, their buddies. And for you to be able to win at PR on your own, you need to know that there's no such thing as what is an expert from a legal dis- definition. It's just someone with a point of view. And so as long as you're willing to put forth that point of view, you're leading with something that is not salesy. So I came up with my proprietary CPR pitching method from thousands of cold calls and thousands of cold pitches. And I teach this on my PR masterclass, which you can watch at gloriachowpr.com slash masterclass. But basically, it's a structure of a cold pitch. That in yes, cold pitches work because everybody in my program has getting hell yeses. They're getting into Vogue, Allure, all of the things. CPR stands for credibility, point of view, and relevance. And your pitch needs to have all three things. So usually how I like to start my pitch is with a subject line that's very descriptive about where we are now. For example, three things that viral marketers are telling you that works that no longer work in 2023. So you see how there's a timeline to it. So this pitch is not for five years ago or five years later, right? It's specific. It's talking about what the subject line, what the actual pitch is, not just, hey, I have something for you, right? It's going to go straight into the trash. So you want to, so the subject line needs to be concise, timely, relevant. And how I like to start my pitch emails is starting off with the relevance, which is the R in CPR. Why? Because a journalist is busy and you're competing for their attention every single second, trying to get them to hang on to read. So you want to start with the relevance. So it might be something happening with TikTok. It might be something happening already in the news. It might be something that people are talking about. It could be a hashtag trend or just turn on your Google News Alerts and see what's going on in your industry, right? Right now, everyone's talking about ChatGPT and Twitter and TikTok and the implosion of that and what's going to happen with ads tracking and privacy, right? All of those things. Maybe talk about what Facebook's doing. So talk about that. And then the uh, P in CPR stands for point of view. So then I like in the email to go into the point of view section. Why? Because experts have point of view. So your email can be three bullet points. After you start off with the relevance, just put three bullet points about things that you've seen. You can offer tips and do's and don'ts or three things people don't know about things. I I like taking a contrarian stance, like three things people don't know about how to hack the algorithm or three things you people get wrong. Those are all great angles, right? Great things. And then you just end the email with a very casual ending. Uh, It stands for C as in credibility. It could be like, I own a marketing company and this is what we're doing now for our customers. Or I, you know, people on my email list are saying this, right? There's no bar of credibility. It's just you're worthy just for being a human. And then you kind of just end with like, here's, you know, I'm happy to share more insights from our survey or from our user data 
or from you know what I've seen and and I can be reached on nine four nine whatever right your number and so the the spirit of this this pitch is it's not salesy it's not baggy it's saying saying hey I'm seeing this as something and I'm certain I'm just a conduit of information because that's what the journalist wants right they they don't want you to reinvent the wheel like nothing is new they just want you to just add like a perspective or something to further the conversation. And don't think any conversation is already had. I had someone who is a fitness instructor and a wellness coach. She literally got featured in an article in 2022 with the title, What is Pilates? So there is always something for everyone in the news. And just when you think that everything has already been said, there is always room for more because the news cycle is 24-7. This is freaking awesome. I <laughs> I mean, I had, I've had major CMOs on and I've... I've been taking more notes here. And I consider myself a PR person. I've done PR. When I started my agency, I, I, was, I had to learn how to do PR because we didn't have a lot to sell. So we sold PR. I love everything you're saying. And I, I do think, especially nowadays, like people don't have the relationships. That's bullshit. People are changing too much in the media. These jobs get turnover like crazy. And they're being asked to do so much more. You know, I've been on the board of the ASU Cronkite School for, I think, 10 years now. And the way journalism is changing in this country is staggering. And it is a wide open game to people have their shit together. And you're helping people get their shit together. So I love this CPR method, credibility, point of view and relevance. And then the subject line, having it under relevance. Is that what I heard? It it just has to be specific and relevant. So I like to put like a month or a date to tell the journalist that this pitch is fresh and needs to be open now. A great litmus test for whether or not your subject line works is... Is this something that could work five years into the future and five years into the past? If so, keep peeling away the layer of an onion keep getting into that juicy core and be specific. What are some mistakes people continue to make from a PR standpoint? So I know a lot of brand marketers listen to the show, a lot of VP marketing, and you know, I'm sure PR is in their you know, realm somewhere. Like, where are people screwing it up? Oh, I think that this, is, this one's going to like have a lot of people disagreeing with me, but I don't think it works to hire like a podcast pitching agency to pitch on to pitch on your behalf. I think it only works if you already know your messaging. And I think that because there's so little information out there and so few people making PR accessible, people just think, oh, it's this mystery thing that I don't know how to do and I'm going to say the wrong thing. But it's like if you hire someone else, they're not going to care about your message. They're not going to advocate for you. right? They have 50 other clients. So if you don't do this work of knowing what your message is, even if you delegate it, you're not going to get good ROI. So that's number one. And number two is like install an email tracking device. Like if you're sending out emails, install an email tracking device and you can see if your email is being open or not and you can tweak the subject line. So you have some data, right? So that's that's the first thing. And the second thing is keep like cleaning up your pitch until it's like about four paragraphs max. You don't want to add any crazy attachments. Sure, you can put like a photo in there, but the more it sounds like an autobiography or a brochure about your company, the more it's going to be like a no-go because remember, you're not selling to the journalist. So you always have to lead with the issue, the topic, the seasonal thing that people are talking about. And that takes work. That takes time. But this is something that I say that if you can master this $10,000 an hour task of or skill of knowing how to get a hell yes from everyone, right? Yeah, I would do that all day. I'd rather spend my time doing that than making five Instagram reels that get no reach. Oh, yes. Uh, hallelujah to that last comment. But also, for the first time ever, actually, I do have a pretty strong point of view around uh, PR agencies and podcast guests, because actually, I approve those. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, look, I would say probably 
80 plus percent of people on the show have used some sort of PR agent to get on the show. Maybe less, I don't know, but a lot. A lot of PR professionals know our ranking and want to get on the show. So I look at the titles, but I don't know if it's a PR agent or not. It could be an individual that is just going on and is going to get the same look as if a PR person did it. Like there's no PR agents that have a contact with us, like and really work with us. There might be a few, a handful that have worked with Ben on other shows, but very rarely. Um, so yes, anyone can get on the show. And that goes with any podcast. You just got to submit and have something that's relevant to the show. So I think by using your method, I mean, people could get on this show. Absolutely. And I look at I look at what the topic is and is it relevant for this audience? And what is their background? Are they credible? What's their social metrics? All of that. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Like you don't need a PR agent to get you on shows. I think I've seen anywhere, you know, peer retainers anywhere from $2,500 a month up to, you know, 25000 Call it an average peer retainer of like 5000 bucks ish and hourly rates in the probably 175 to 250 range. So you certainly, I agree, can do it yourself. And there is way less value, especially in today's turnover rate with journalism people for PR agents or freelancers or agencies, definitely agencies. I'm offering at my agency way less PR support and the last thing you said, I freaking, I could, should deserve a triple star. People spend so much time creating content that no one freaking sees. And it's so silly. It, it, companies do it, brands do it. My agency was even doing it for a while. I'm like, what the hell are we doing? We're spending how much money creating some little agency culture video on Instagram that like 200 people saw it. Like, this is silly. Like, spend the time getting actually distribution to your content and having it be more credible because it, is a news outlet. I don't care what news outlet it is. It's still more credible despite what people are saying about news or media these days. It's silly. So just so many so many nuggets of great information from you for us to reframe PR and how we think of it and how to leverage it and how we should be doing it ourselves in a lot of cases. And it sounds like most cases, especially for entrepreneurs. I, I Man, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's so funny because I, I, I've done PR at our agency forever. I'm doing it less now. And I hired for the first time a PR agency out of New York that represented like ad agencies like four years ago. And it was so weird being a client because I'm used to being an agency. And then like I was this agency's client. Um, and just like the little PR stuff that they did, how much they would charge, like the stuff we were doing, I probably could have done it myself. So many, I think, entrepreneurs have a huge opportunity by basically listening to your point of view and your process to get them going on their own. What else can people do at home to get better at this craft? And what's maybe good metrics of success for how much PR they should be getting? Do you look at it on reach? Do you look at it in type of publications? Do you look at it on hits to the website? Like, What are some good KPIs to pay attention to? I think a lot of people say, well, I don't have anything to sell yet or you know, I'm not ready, so I'm not going to get PR. But it's like, what happens when ads tracking goes away? What happens when like you're, you're stuck? So get on people's podcasts, like have an opt-in form where you can collect first-party data, which is your email list, right? Proven to be directly correlated to revenue. To do that all day, know that social media is fine, but it can't be an all thing that you do because can be banned, hacked, and blocked tomorrow. So we need to have a contingency plan. I also think about leveraging our time as entrepreneurs. And I do this every month on my PR starter pack calls with my, my PR members. I'm always saying, are you taking an audit of your time? Are you doing the $10 an hour job of making graphics and reels and editing your video, which you can delegate? Or are you really building long-term assets that really is a $10,000 an hour skill? Things like speaking on a podcast, which we can create 10 pieces of repurposed content from this one piece alone, right? Building culture. Are you connecting with people? Are you using the CPR method to get on a speaking panel? 
all of those things that give you way more leverage and visibility than just a standalone piece of content on, on one platform. Yeah. And, and the repurposing is huge, obviously, whether you're on a podcast or whether you get a feature or you're speaking, that's content goal to be to put right back into your you know LinkedIn or Instagram channel. So I, I think that's a, a huge piece that gets forgotten. I couldn't agree more. All right. Well, I've gone forever. Maybe final thought to leave us and then we'll, we'll end up. Ooh, final thought about about what marketing or in life? Sure. <laughs> I, yeah, life, how about life? You, final thought about life? I don't know. Whatever you want. Uh, final. Yeah, we've talked very strategically on PR, so maybe just um, I know we talked a lot about DEI on the first show. So I don't know. Just right away, I got like kind of a deep sense of vibe from you. So maybe I don't know. Final thought. Whatever you want. Just the change starts with you. Get proximate to different lived experiences. It, go out of your way to like have conversations with people who are different and. That's how you start to just become a more elevated and sophisticated and worldly human being in general. That's why I wanted it to be general. Thank you for what you brought to the show. Uh, the last two episodes, just phenomenal. And I, I heard a challenge out there for all of us on the show. And yeah, let's keep bringing that positivity and let's bring that openness and let's keep challenging ourselves. And let's like to our first point to the cop-outs. I'll make a personal challenge to myself. And uh, I love a vibe. I mean, I think a lot of the people who listen to the show, like we listen to the show because we want to get better. We want to get better at being humans. We want to get better at our craft. We want to become better fathers, brothers, mothers, coworkers. And uh, I'm going to take that challenge from Gloria and just, man, thank you for what you brought to the show today. And uh, with that, we'll, we'll end it. I got, I'm late to my meeting, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, huge Thanks to Gloria Chow, PR coach at Gloria Chow PR. Please find her. It sounds like she's on Instagram and she's on LinkedIn. She's got some process to help all of us. I'm going to go look at her stuff. It's GloriaChowPR.com. So no excuse not to be doing some PR for ourselves. I'm getting better at it. And uh, it sounds like Gloria has master classes and processes for all of us. So that was great. If you didn't have a chance to take notes, again, uh, head over to rebrandpod.com and we'll have the notes from Gloria and all of our guests. Uh, you can subscribe to our newsletter. If you want to talk about the most impactful marketing campaign, please apply to be a guest speaker on the Rebrand Podcast. And you've heard Gloria call me out. Like we're looking for people that are making a difference. I want to make a specific call out now for anybody that feels underserved. Like let's get you on the podcast. Let's continue to make sure that we're having a diverse group of guests on our show. So apply. We're getting a ton of submissions and I review them with Ben. Uh, my producer, probably about every week or every two weeks. So if you, you submit, you don't hear right, right away. Um, we, we try to pile them up and, and look at them all together. And we're like, you know, how can our listeners learn and benefit from this? So please apply. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. We've got about 5,000 plus marketers that subscribe, which is freaking insane. It's so humbling. Like I never thought that like we could be having a real community of marketers uh, together in this new podcast world is kind of fun. So thank you so much for your support and listening. And uh, remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot or rebrand. 